0: Napa Know How. At Napa Auto Care Centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid visa card when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, which is cause to celebrate. Because normally the sound of screeching brakes means your bank account's about to take a hit. But getting $75 back makes that hit not so bad. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 6-30-19. Here's your host, the one and only Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Hopefully your Wednesday is going well. Dan Bach with the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. All presented to you by Fantasy Draft. We thank Fantasy Draft for uh, sponsoring this very show. And we hope you go over there and uh, check them out. Think you'll enjoy their product. Again, love the flexibility in the rosters. Love the rate-free head-to-heads. You can even post your own rake-free head-to-heads in the lobby. Before, that wasn't uh, something that that you were able to do. Now you can. Now you can block certain players from picking your games up. So uh, a lot of new things happening over there at Fantasy Draft. They got their big 100K tournament coming up in a little less than a month. And, of course, preseason football. If you're going to get into that, definitely subscribe to Seth Yates' Marketplace content. Uh, it's going to be the best you can find anywhere, and it's really cheap. But it'll help you play and hopefully win over there on Fantasy Draft. That starts up uh, tomorrow with the uh, old Hall of Fame game. They're doing it on a Thursday this year. So uh, check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, we appreciate them for allowing us to give you free content like this very show. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the Wednesday Night Baseball slate. You know, yesterday, uh, I came on this podcast and made the very bold declaration that today's slate is the greatest slate in the history of daily fantasy baseball. And then it turned into, uh, boy, I wish I didn't play. Uh, yeah. Crappy outings from Chris Sale. You had, uh, an injury of course to, uh, Max Scherzer. Those guys were obviously the two big names on the slate. Michael Fires got hit around. Uh, John Lester didn't even pitch the uh, requisite innings to pick up a win. Uh, you know, Carmart was good, but not great. Same with Jimmy Nelson. I mean, it was just a, a mess of a night yesterday. So uh, hopefully you na- navigated your way through it. I particularly did not. Uh, if I had more Cub stacks, I would have been like our friend Jack, winning 247, took down the big 50K on DraftKings last night with a Cub stack, but I didn't have it. I didn't have that one, so uh, I was not the big winner, but we'll try again today. There's some pitchers that uh, I think or hope fly under the radar, and uh, we'll see. We'll get to that here in just a little bit, Uh, but before we do, we need to talk about uh, the big news that hit yesterday regarding DraftKings and some new policies that they're putting in place for this uh, NFL season. In fact, I think they go into effect now, um, but obviously they're kind of dubbing it new for this uh, season, and some of it we kind of have spoken about here on the podcast, and other of this was uh, uh, really new stuff that was, you know, very, very interesting, so let's hit up on it. Uh, The thing that that was the, I don't say the shock, because I think we all feel like it needed to happen. But it's something that hasn't happened before. And that is going to be uh, entry fee restrictions for high-volume players. And basically the way that it works is if you've played over a million dollars on DraftKings, um, then therefore you're going to be no longer able to participate in contests that have an entry fee of less than $5 and a total prize pool of less than $25. So... That's basically how it's going to work. If you want to play uh, less than $5 uh, in tournaments that have less than $5 and uh, a prize pool of less than $25,000, you can't play in it if you uh, basically got that email from DraftKings. So you have to hit both of those thresholds. Um, and, uh, so basically this is really for people who think this is like groundbreaking stuff for GPPs. It really isn't. Uh, cause again, less than five. And if you go less than five anyway, uh, those are now restricted to, um, a multi-entry limit of, 20. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. Um, But this is going to have a larger effect on the lower dollar cash games that we have out there. Anything below $5, not $5 and below below $5. So basically your sharpest games today are going to be five and like $10 because all those top players who, um you know, can't play in the lower dollar levels, they're going to go to that $5 level. So I'm warning you right now. That, that is where you're going to find, you know, all of these guys who are not able to be playing those games. That's where they're going to be jumping in. So uh, just be careful there in your cash games to know what you're going against. Uh, but overall, this is something that I think is, is much needed. And I think that honestly, if anybody is like looking at this and saying this is bad or this is a joke, this this isn't helpful, then you're never going to be pleased. Like, seriously, I can't find a legitimate drawback by keeping the high-volume players out of playing quarter games, dollar games, two-dollar games, three- and four-dollar games. And if anything, the one thing you could have said was maybe they need to bring it all the way down to five-dollar games. But I'm not going to be that critical. I can live with it. But even the people themselves that this applies to, I haven't seen a single one be like, yeah, this is unfair to us um and not that i'd expect them to because you'd really look like a jackass if you're like oh this sucks i can't play two dollar games and you know you're a guy who you know makes you know hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars uh playing daily fantasy and i haven't seen too many people do that uh but the thing to remember here too is that these people if there is say a three dollar NFL tournament that's got a $250,000 prize pool, they're still going to be able to play that. So, you know, and those are the tournaments that they're going to want to be playing because you're going to have a high first place payout. Uh, So that doesn't suddenly exempt them from playing low stakes. It just low stakes cash games, low stakes, smaller scale tournaments. And you know what? There's probably some things they could clean up in terms of, you know, $1 million over the grand scheme of DraftKings being over. Uh, is there a better way to determine that? Um, should you should there be a sliding scale, you know, per year, per sport? Because uh, let's face it, like there are plenty of million dollar guys out there who um, are great in NBA and NFL, but they suck in golf. They suck in in uh, in NHL. That uh, you know they're far from being the sharp players there. So you know I don't think it's an exact science, but I think it's it's a, a pretty easy benchmark to explain to people, and that's probably why they they levied it. So no problem with this at all. And honestly, I'd be a little bit surprised if we don't see FanDuel follow suit with something similar to this. Uh, Because this has been a big talking point by people that they can't compete. Despite, you know, we've got beginner games out there. We've got the expert designations, which are a joke, um, you know, through the regulations. But this was something that was definitely needed. So uh, the thing is, I'll be curious if the quarter arcade ever goes above 25000 because it would be interesting to see if it's a oh it's fifty thousand dollar quarter arcade game and then you get all the pros back playing in that because it's under or it's above that twenty five thousand dollar f- threshold. But uh, so this was a big thing. They also now have it so you can block ten different DraftKings players from uh, head-to-head challenges, which is huge. I think that's a great idea. So it gives you a little bit more flexibility to not necessarily. Uh, have your games match up versus the top players out there. Now, where I think there's mistakes being still made um, here in terms of the ecosystem and uh, in a policy that I just don't love, and I've talked about this maybe on the podcast about a week or two ago, is this idea that all games under $5 an entry fee are going to be 20 um, entry max limit like they're going to be limited to 20 entry max there's going to be no 150 entry max games under five dollars and this is something that uh, again I spoke about it before and I think it's getting a little bit more attention now because it was in this uh, in this blog post that Matt Kalish put up that uh, I think that there are a ton of people out there that love to build 150 lineups at low dollars, whether it's a dollar, three dollars, quarter arcade, there it's fun for them to use a lineup builder and build 150 lineup. It gives them practice in doing so. And in the process, it doesn't bust their bankroll. And I just don't like the fact that DraftKings is making such a sweeping across the board change and saying that we are never going to be offering games above 20 entry max under $5. I, I don't think that's a it's a good idea to do. Now, I'm fine if DraftKings wants to say, you know what, the majority of our games are going to be 20 entry max under this. You know, 75, 80% of our games are going to be this, but you know what, maybe once a week in baseball, once a week in basketball, and then, you know, one of our, you know, 25 cent, 50 cent, $1, $2, $3, $4 games, one of those games we will allow extreme multi-entry so people can still enjoy the process of building that many lineups. That, I don't think, would be um, a huge expectation, would be like a negative for DraftKings or players. Because it's all about having options, and they just basically took away a giant option for low-dollar players who don't have the bankroll to be putting in 150 entries and a $20 millimaker So... That's the one disappointment I have by this, and I hope they reevaluate it. I doubt they will anytime soon, but I urge people, if you fall into the same camp as me, uh, to to reach out and, and have your voice heard and at least tell them, hey, you know what? I'm not Sahil. Uh, I'm not Chipotle Attic. I'm not Papa Gates. I'm not CSU Ram. Uh, but you know what? I do like to build 150 lineups for uh, $150 in a $1 tournament. During NFL season, like that's fun for me to do that, and uh, and I think the number of people who fall into that category are are more than maybe they're uh, they realized. I put the poll up on my Twitter about a week ago about you know where would they rather have the entry limits above five dollars or below five dollars, and uh, it was basically split down the middle. It was like 50-50. Um, so therefore, you do have a large swath of people that are in favor of having that, where, uh, you know, let's put it this way, if you ask this question, you know, should high-volume guys be able to play in games below $5, I guarantee you the poll questions would be, like, 95 to 5. Like, that sort of situation, yes, let's draw a, 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 a line in the sand, but I don't think we need to... With the multi-entry limit, so uh, that's the one thing that uh, that that kind of bothered me a little bit about that. But overall, this is a great thing for DraftKings. People are saying it should have happened years ago. It probably should have happened years ago. Um, does it change anything that's taken place in daily fantasy over the last few years? I, I don't think so. It's not like you know, there's this crazy mentality that like daily fantasy is in a really bad place right now, which. I don't think it's in a really bad place. I just think that the the economics that it took to grow where they are today were kind of out of whack. But we still have a ton of high-dollar tournaments, a ton of low-dollar tournaments filling for half a million dollars, You know, $350,000 ones in NASCAR filling hours and hours early. Golf is really taking a step forward. Um, so I, I don't see this... You know demise i can't speak for you know the economics of how these companies are run today because uh, i don't have access to that i don't know but i'll tell you what there's demand to play daily fantasy that has not waned i think really one bit the big difference is today sites aren't spending money on advertising where they were spending ridiculous amounts of advertising half a billion dollars on advertising when you do that You can run $3 entry Millie Makers. Uh, You can run a, what, $2 million first place payout, which was stupid, by the way. Um, You can do those things when you spend that kind of money. We're not going to see that, I think, anytime soon. But yet, I think the growth is still going to be steady. Not explosive. That's over. But steady, so um, I think there's a case study to be made in and in, in the whole daily fantasy thing, and obviously this is something that probably should have happened uh, earlier. But I don't think it changes much. I don't think we suddenly don't go through the whole regulatory um, front. The whole you know, is daily fantasy going to be allowed to be uh, in New York? Is it going to be you know taken away from different states? Are we going to have to lobby? I don't think any of that changes if this would have happened five years ago. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I don't think that changes anything here. Um, but that's another discussion for another day. But kudos to DraftKings for uh, moving forth with this, and uh, you know we'll see if uh, FanDuel will do something similar. I, I'm crossing my fingers, at least, that FanDuel doesn't make the same across-the-board, low-dollar, we're not going to allow multi-entry, because the way I've always felt about things, and you know this is maybe a good reason why the the merger doesn't go through is that i love having options the more options we have for the player i think is better i don't necessarily think it's makes it a uh gives us a better deal like some people think like i don't think fanduel and draftkings are are giving us better deals we just saw fanduel cut down on their uh on their f uh fantasy um what fanduel points from, like, what, a dollar? Like, basically cut them in half. Like, for every $10 you spend, you get a dollar. Or it went from every $5 you spend, you get a dollar, to every 10 I think, now. So, you know, that's a pretty big change in their reward system. So, let's face it. Like, Rake isn't changing. Rewards aren't getting better. That side of things, I don't think, you know, we see much of a benefit whatsoever from these two not merging. But I do think, and in, in, I'm hopeful that FanDuel will still allow, you know, large multi-entry and $1 and $2 games. Maybe not across the board, but at least allow somewhere for people to do that. Because I know that there is high demand on people to kind of build those things. And honestly, you know, if you ever want to scale up to the level of these guys, you got to learn how to do it. You know, (laughs) it's suddenly like uh, you just suddenly can't have an expectation of these people growing as players if you never give an opportunity to do those sort of things at a, at a level that they can that they can do it without busting their bankroll. I mean, how is anybody ever going to turn into a multi-entry Millie maker player or twenty dollar entry player if they can't do it at a level that they could afford to? Suddenly, you I mean like one day they're gonna look at it and be like, I grinded long enough, where now I can do it, and then they step into it and you know, they they can't do it to the same level that that the top players do. So I think there's something to be said for that. So I'm hoping that FanDuel, um, again, doesn't... Uh, I, I'm, and I'm not saying, like, everything's got to be 150 entry max at all. I'm not saying that. My favorite tournament DraftKings runs is the five entry max, you know, King of the Beach, King of San Francisco. Those, I love them. They are my favorite, like, live final to chase. They're reasonable um they don't kill your bankroll and five entries is perfect on that but again across the board seems a little bit much for me all right uh that's my thoughts on that uh please check us out in our forums and by the way you know what i mean some people you can't please and it's frustrating for me to see that where there's people like oh all this means now is it's going to be an opportunity for people to multi-account so therefore they can play in those low dollar games like I mean, just what the kind of attitude is that? Like, such a pessimistic, it's always the worst, uh, nothing is good enough. Like, what do you want? What 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 is going to make you think, like, this is a positive, and then people trying to spin it as a negative is ridiculous to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. Overall, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Uh, and then the one thing that they didn't address as well that I've also talked about here before Is the proliferation of like the same people in three man games, and and I think this goes above like beyond just the low dollar things. I think this is a problem at the high stakes level as well, where you know I don't want to play CSU RAM in in every high stakes three man. I don't want to play hoop in every twenty five dollar three man. I want to play Dandy Don at every fifty dollar three man, and. You know, I don't mind playing those guys once, but if I want to get a a decent number of action, amount of action, in a three man game, it's always going against the same guy seemingly, and and that's something that uh, I I absolutely hate. And there's ways to fix it, and it's just completely overlooked and ignored. So you know, uh, please fix that. You know, I gave you the I feel like the best way to do it, and just you know have your your series of of games set up as You know, in multiples of three, you know, have it 33 people, jump in, and then auto-match those 33 into three-man games. Do it again and auto-match, because guess what? We're going to get differential in terms of the people we are playing, which is what I think everybody wants. The pros don't want to play the same guys over. They don't have to. They'd much rather get diversification in their opponents. That's what I'm asking for. So somebody make that happen, please. Uh, all right, there you go. That's a little industry shop for you. Let's get to the uh, baseball slate for tonight. And a nice slate here today, by the way. Uh, it, it's a different one than we had yesterday, but it's one that I'm, I'm really interested in. So uh, let's break it down kind of like I did before. We'll go through some pitchers I like and then we are going to, uh, uh, you know, we'll certainly go with the uh, position by positional uh, breakdown for you tonight. Uh, largest favorite on the day today is going to be, um, Dallas Keuchel tonight. Uh, he should check in today about a minus 200 favorite and, uh, he gets a, a date with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, if we are getting the Dallas Keuchel that we saw earlier in the year, I think we're buying in on him at 10, five on FanDuel at 96 or sorry, 96 on FanDuel, 10, five on DraftKings and, and 20 and change on Fantasy Draft. But... I think there's going to be a lot of nervousness after his last start uh, where he, you know, only went three innings, gave up six hits, walked three and gave up three earned runs, you know, and gave you one DraftKings points point that day. And, uh, but the thing you have to remember too, is that was a, almost a two month layoff for him here. So this is the second start off that layoff and, uh, And if I remember correctly, I think the odds were kind of out of whack that day, too. I might be wrong. I don't want to be certain on that one. But tonight, I get a pretty good feeling here that Houston's going to play well. Because even last night, they were not very strong favorites with Michael Fires, who was uh, pitching incredibly well for that team. Yes, they were going against Chris Archer, but you know I think they were underdogs when things went off. Uh, I see that 176 now, so I think it's actually dropped because I swore it was like 207 earlier this morning. So uh, let's keep our eye on this one. I don't think he's a plug-and-play, though. Um, even on single-pitcher site today, he's definitely, I think, the most talented pitcher we have on the slate today, but I don't think he is like hands-down, have-to-play him, uh, you you plug him into your lineup and and you move on. I, I don't think that. Uh, I'll tell you the guy who I think that is on DraftKings and fantasy draft tonight. I think it's Luke Weaver for the Cardinals. I don't have a line on this game at the moment, but I was looking at Luke Weaver's you know minor league numbers. Obviously, he had a stint up in the uh, big leagues last year, where uh, you know one and four isn't great. Uh, ERA of five seven isn't great, but he also had a eleven point one five K per nine. Uh, When he was up last season, he had a uh, 27% K rate uh, when he was up that last season. And so far this year in the minors, he's been pretty much untouchable, you know, 27% K rate at AAA this season, a whip of uh, below one, an average against of 204, uh, 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 XFIP or uh, excuse me, fielding independent pitching uh, under three and, you know, ERA under two. I mean, he's just been really good and he's had a you know his last start you know his first start of this season and I think he had a couple of relief innings but his first start last game he just got into a little trouble one inning he gave up a double walked uh, I think two guys and then gave up a home run and then besides that he pitched just fine that last start against Milwaukee a team that strikes out uh, I think that there's a lot of upside here with Luke Weaver because he is so cheap uh tonight just way too cheap for my liking, uh, or, or than he should be. I mean, 4,800 on DraftKings is, gets you whatever bat you want tonight, and I just don't see the downside in him here uh, against this this Brewers lineup. So, again, you know, he did give up five innings and and uh, five hits and five innings, two walks, one home run, but did have 5K. So I think the upside's there. I don't have a Vegas number on this one, but you combine that, and, you know, the pitcher that he's going against, Suter, For the Brewers has been excellent uh, so far. I mean, really exceeding expectations. He's only 6,200 today on DraftKings. Uh, You know, his last start, he gave you a monster outing, 5Ks and seven innings, got the W, uh, 26 DraftKings points, uh, 7,500 on FanDuel. But he never, he doesn't really profile for the strikeouts that we've seen if you look at his minor league numbers. What, 5 and 7? five and six, uh, had a five and six and an eight and six. Those are four of his five starts at the big league level. So I I think there's going to be some regression coming around on Suter here when people kind of get a little bit more data on him. I'm not saying he's like a guy that I'm not willing to play because he is cheap and the Cardinals bats leave a lot to be desired, but he's going to be facing a lot of righties today. Uh, probably, um, Everybody but Matt Carpenter is going to be hitting from the right side today, and that's a that's a scary proposition. But I think that just adds to Luke Weaver tonight, and potentially you know getting those win points. So love him today. I think he's he's a guy you got to be playing on DraftKings tonight, especially with a game at Coors with a twelve and a half total here tonight. Uh, the other names to talk about here. Uh, JC Ramirez, uh, kind of interesting here tonight on DraftKings as well at 7,200. Just to give you context here, you know, uh, I, I looked at the, at JC Ramirez and I'm like, man, he hasn't been really that good. You know, you look at his one, two, three, four, five, last six starts. He's led two of them, which I think we have a reasonable expectation that he was good. And that came against Boston and Texas. He had 17 DK points, and 22 against Boston. Like, we'll take that all day long at 7,200. But you look at the salaries in these games. 59, 56, 57, 56, 58, 56, 55. He is 7,200 tonight against the Phillies. We saw Ricky Nolasco. Didn't pitch deep into the game yesterday, but pitched well enough to, to kind of pay off his salary. If you were playing that late slate, you probably weren't playing him in the main, but uh, he was fine yesterday. And I, I see something similar here with, uh, with JC Ramirez just for the price that we get on him at 7,200 over on DraftKings. Uh, so I, I think some people are going to go here. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge, I don't want to say red flag, but I mean, the angels are minus 200 with JC Ramirez on the mound. Like, I mean, I'm going to load up on Angels bats tonight. Mike Trout is like a plug and play. If I'm on Weaver, I'm on Trout anyway uh, because I'm getting all the bats I want. But I think the Angels, just a monster run total in a ballpark that doesn't really is conducive to scoring that many runs typically. So uh, Ramirez, I think he's in play for us tonight. Um, I'm not in love with Arietta against the Diamondbacks. I mean, Diamondbacks are miserable on the road. Miserable versus righties for the most part, especially, you know, on the road. So I get that. I just don't love the number that I'm paying 10 3 on DraftKings, 94 on FanDuel. It just, I'd rather take a risk on a guy like, um, on a guy like Dallas Keichel tonight, if I'm going to go there. And then, um, not much else. You know, I'm in love with Tehran at home against the Dodgers. Good luck with that. Brock Stewart, I'm not convinced he's going to be pitching deep enough into that game. Uh, I'm a sucker for Ariel Miranda. I think he's an actually pretty decent pitcher, all things considered. But, you know, you're asking for trouble when you're rolling a guy out in Texas this time of year. Heat is going to be crazy, uh, but, you know, last start versus the Mets, struck out 10. Like, he's he's a guy who's got 20 fantasy point upside on the cheap, but uh, I think it's a really risky, you know, pitching environment for him today. I'm actually seeing 81 degree temperatures, so not crazy maybe out in Texas tonight, so... Uh, But you're certainly not really paying up for a lot at the starting pitcher spot. So it's going to give us the ability to spend on bats. So uh, let's go ahead and and take a look at uh, some of the guys that we are looking at here today. All right, we'll start at the the catcher spot tonight. Remember, there's a three-game early slate. So if you're going through your projections, make sure you um, kind of filter that one out. Uh, We'll see if Jonathan Lucroy cracks the lineup today. He uh, was a late scratch yesterday against uh, he gets Chris Flexen today for the Mets and uh, I mean he's not a great hitter but you're getting a guy in Coors for what 3400 here tonight so he's got to be in play there but I think looking to Houston tonight I expect their bats to get going a little bit Brian McCann feels a a tad bit too cheap today on both FanDuel and DraftKings and Fantasy uh, Draft so look at Brian McCann here tonight, Buster Posey hit the ball really well last night, and uh, that was against Sean Manea. Uh, but the game logs for him, I think, have been rolling right along here. Uh, three for four yesterday, two for four the game before, one for four, had an 0 for three, then a two for four, uh, came in with a pinch hit, had a three for four, had a two for five. So, last two weeks, he has been hitting the ball really well. Uh, 3,300 on DraftKings, um, or on. FanDuel today, 4K over there on DraftKings. Uh, where I'm really looking today, you know, if you're not on Miranda today, Robinson Chirinos, great numbers in limited sample size here against lefties this season. So I think he is an A-plus option for us tonight on uh, Fantasy Draft DraftKings uh, in that $3,100 range here tonight. And uh I'm not going to poo-poo Tyler Flowers if he's in the lineup versus Uh, Brock Stewart he's a guy who's got some uh, some decent power to him uh, in that lineup Uh, really cheap on FanDuel 26 uh, 39 over on DraftKings today so uh, there's another name uh, potentially for you Uh, let's see I talked about McCann who I like a good bit Um, I guess you could make the case for Salvador Perez uh, today against Helixson but he's a little pricey I mean again price might not matter today with the fact that we just don't have much pitching so even Posey on DK is a guy you might want to look at uh, a little bit tonight okay let's move on to first base here today and uh, Cody Bellinger gets Julio Teheran and Bellinger is just awesome awesome bat so you know 4500 in that great ballpark upgrade you know rakes against righties Uh, he's got to be a top flight option for you to do Uh, Edwin Encarnacion under 4k on DraftKings fantasy draft I think we're getting him at around uh, the 8k mark tonight let's see uh, 7500 on on fantasy draft just too cheap there and I can you can definitely play him there because we're getting the ability to play multiple first basemen. and you know when you're hitting well against guys like Chris Sale and and the Red Sox, and and that game was nutty last night. Uh, Play him during the hot streak. He is on the hot streak right now. So I like him a good bit tonight. I talked about the Angels, so that means Albert Pujols. I mean, Jake Thompson is not good. I mean, the the numbers kind of 14 games played. Uh, We've got a WOBA versus lefties of 429, an ISO of 245, and a K of what below five per nine and then to righties it's a 345 wOBA, 217 iso and a k of about six and a half per nine in the sierra second highest um and i would say the highest because sample size on flexin is non-existent of over five over the last two years so xfip 6.82 he's not good boys and girls so uh give him some you know stack lacca against mr thompson tonight out there in uh, in Anaheim so Albert Pujols uh even like CJ Cron, if he's uh in the lineup uh I think tonight he's the other guy who can might have some first base eligibility yeah 3100 here tonight on DraftKings again we don't need to pay down but if you're going to for whatever reason there's a guy for you tonight uh FanDuel um if you you know, Mike Napoli is is two point seven today versus a lefty. That's the handedness split that you really gotta like on him today. So uh, he stands out. And in Crone, like I talked about, twenty three hundred over on dra- on FanDuel tonight. So uh, really cheap price tag on him. Uh, one catcher I didn't talk about, Grandal. I think this is a good spot for him too out there in Atlanta. Okay, keep it rolling uh, over at second base tonight. Jose Altuve should be able to get him into our lineups pretty easily tonight, but I think I prefer uh, Daniel Murphy against Vance Worley. Worley's a guy who doesn't get absolutely rocked typically, but uh, Murphy just elite versus uh, righty. He's kind of been in a little bit of a slump, but hopefully yesterday's game could break him out of it. He didn't have hits in four straight, but uh, did have a double and a run scored yesterday. So... Um, Moderate price tag, all things considered. I think DraftKings, 42, FanDuel, 36. So he's a guy I got my eye on. Robinson Cano was the chalk yesterday, and boy, did he, you know, show up and, uh, you know, hopefully he played the chalk because monster game for him, two doubles, uh, three RBIs, 28 FanDuel points for him. He's just too cheap once again here today in a great hitting environment. So uh, I like Cano tonight. He's going to be a popular play on Fantasy Draft, I'm sure, uh, and not a whole lot else that I love today. I mean, uh, D Gordon against AJ Cole price is a little bit too high. I mean, I'd much rather go Murphy, I think. And he's kind of at a similar price point, but, uh, he's been trending up. He's got hits in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 10, 11, 12 straight games, which is something you like to see when, you know, he's quick and can steal bases. So, uh, you know, I think he's a good gpp play nice pivot off of maybe some of the uh chalkier plays that we have on the slate tonight uh i know the cubs went off yesterday i'm not as enamored on them godley's pretty good i mean he's not like a great pitcher but he should limit the damage here tonight so uh i wouldn't expect that wind appears to be blowing in at 10 miles an hour you know it's kind of a non-factor but um it's better than blowing out at 10 miles an hour so i don't mind godley um as a guy that should limit Cubs damage, although Cubs swinging really hot sticks as we saw last night. All right, moving on to uh third base here tonight, Manny Machado uh, really like him. He's just keeps on swinging a really good bat this second half of the season against Jason Vargas, the lefty uh, that really matches up three more hits for him yesterday. He's got, eight hits in his last three games and five of those going for extra base hits. So, uh, Manny Machado, I think he looks like a really solid cash game play. Um, one for seven, uh, against Vargas for his career. So not great numbers there, but not too worried about a seven game, uh, sample size. Obviously Nolan Arenado, uh, man, that was like the easiest home run ever. I mean, he had to pay through the nose to get him yesterday, but you know, Steven Nats, I talked about those numbers versus lefties this season you know like the Wobo was wasn't the wobo like 600 or something it was insane and sure enough uh, Arenado, a nice game yesterday you should be able to make him work if you're if you're punting with my with my boy Luke Weaver today uh Arenado should be able to be in most of your your lineup builds tonight so uh, I don't mind him one bit. If you're not playing Weaver and you want to go Travis Shaw, I don't think he's a horrible play today on uh, on, draft game, or on FanDuel. 3600 is his salary, so uh, is he's a name to, to throw out there. But I'm on Luke Weaver, so I'm not, I'm not really going that route. Uh, let's see. Chris Bryant, not a bad game for him yesterday, but I think I'd prefer Arenado on a payup a little bit more. Uh, Seager against Kashner. Uh, I mean, it's a part of a stack, but the price kind of came down on him a little bit. If you're not a believer in uh, in Keuchel returning, we saw Evan Longoria with the, the old cycle. Nothing tilts the DFS Almanac more than the cycle. And uh, sure enough, he got one yesterday. Uh, he's been hitting pretty well over the last couple of weeks, but uh, maybe a little bit of a chase spot there uh, if you roster him tonight uh and you know adrian beltray versus a lefty typically works uh the numbers this season it's a small sample size but hasn't been particularly good this season uh certainly by his uh his standard oh let me take the uh, i mean the iso's low 084 just not a lot of power there the average in woba is all right but haven't seen the power but joey gallo Two more home runs yesterday against Lefty and Ariel Miranda. He might find the bench tonight. Uh, If you want your low-owned guy that nobody's going to be on because you'll see the salary and you're going to want to throw up over on DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft tonight, uh, Luis Valbuena is that guy today. 4,384 on Fantasy Draft Again, you're like, why would I pay that when I can go and get Chris Bryant at a similar price or Manny Machado for cheaper or Nolan Aronado with you know lots of salary today? Uh, but Jake Thompson's bad, and we talked about the numbers versus lefties, so it wouldn't shock me one bit to see him hit a home run. He's had, it uh, looks like, three of them in the past uh, uh, two weeks. So uh, throwing him out there as a little bit of an option for you. Eduardo Nunez looked pretty good. As well, but another guy with just an insane salary. I mean, at four RBIs yesterday, I mean, he's been incredible 20, 31, 9, 43, 9, 28. Uh, You know, going over to the uh, Red Sox, but I'm not really paying 5,300. He'll be 1% on tonight. Uh, Okay, let's go over to shortstop real quick. And uh, Corey Seeger today. Against Julio Teheran, I like him a good bit on FanDuel um, at just 3600 By the way, I forgot Mike Moustakis. Fine option, too, um, if you want to go there today against Helix and just raking versus righties. Uh, but Corey Seager tonight looks really, really solid in this matchup. He's a guy that uh, that I'm certainly interested in. Uh, Segura's popping a little bit over on DK today at 4200 I just think it's because my uh, makeup, tons of salary available there. So, uh, so he's a guy... That you can throw out there. Marcus Semien, Um, Again, I don't love Oakland from top to bottom today, but he's the one guy against Matt Moore. I think I can really get behind because of the uh, price decrease there. So uh, I don't mind him today under 4K on DraftKings tonight. Okay, moving to the outfield. Uh, again, give me all the Angels, give me all the Mike Trout today. Uh, He's probably going to be in every single one of my lineups. Uh, I think he's a plug and play. We still have too cheap of a price tag, I think, under 4K on FanDuel on Nelson Cruz here tonight uh, at, what, $3,900. Not sure if we need to go there on DraftKings tonight, but, you know, big power there ballpark that's going to yield a ton of power and I haven't even talked much about Coors I mean Coors is absolutely in play here boys and girls 12 and a half is the number so uh, Cespedes last night not a bad game for him uh, in a pretty chalky matchup for him but I like him once again today and you know the names that uh, that I think get overlooked here a guy like Sterling Marte back leading off I think he is an intriguing option for us tonight because you know as bad as I kind of spoke about um, the pitcher for uh, Philadelphia today, Thompson Robert Stevenson's not better. He much better. I mean, he's sporting a 7.35 xFIP. Yeah, 7.35. That is that is monstrous in 23 games. Uh, 488 in that Sierra. Uh, 394 Woba to lefties. 393 to righties. You know, Pittsburgh just hard to get too excited to stack that team, but. We got a nine and a half in Pittsburgh. So yesterday it was the Cincinnati Reds. I'm not in on them today. Uh, I'm on the Pittsburgh side if I'm taking one here. Um, Not that Trevor Williams can't get lit up because he absolutely can, but I'll keep my eye on where that line is because I think it opened at nine and it's up to nine and a half. So uh, Pittsburgh kind of interesting there. Josh Bell, another name to consider against Stevenson. So uh, we saw him, uh, not a bad game for him yesterday. So, uh, Pittsburgh sneaky. So if I'm laying my playing my stacks out there, Darry, obviously Angels are number one for me. I think that's the team that uh, that I want to stack up most, especially when you consider prices that we get on those guys. Colorado and and the Mets. Um, obviously, I, I think I'd rather have the Colorado side, but either side in that game's fine, and you can make it work. I mean, they're going to be. This might be the most popular night in GPPs we've had for Rocky stacks. Coors might be the highest owned because there's just no pitching. So naturally, when you're playing the crappers, you're going to be rolling out Coors stacks because you can get them in. It's nights like last night where, you know, you've got Sale, you got Scherzer, you got 10K guy or ten and 9K guys galore you like, and then you got 5,500 Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado. Like, good luck. It's hard to make happen. But tonight, they're going to be incredibly chalky. I'll probably. You know, depending, I haven't decided my course of action tonight on how many games I'm playing, um, but if I'm firing, like, five lineups, maybe I'll fire one, but even then, I don't know if that's the right game strategy to do. It might be just to fade it outright, and, and you know, because let's face it, Chicago yesterday was 2% owned. 2% owned Chicago Cubs in Wrigley against Patrick Corbin, so... That's a pretty good situation to hit up on. Uh, but my other ones uh, that I like, the Pirates are on that list tonight. Uh, Dodgers against Tehran are on that list tonight. Kind of overlooked the Nationals and Marlins today. I think the Nats against Vance Worley again limits it, but you know you've got double dong home run upside in guys like Murphy and Harper and Zimmerman, uh, and you know Adam Lynn at a decent price tag as well. So don't hate the nationals here tonight um, as kind of my last little stack out there today. Uh, so there you go. That's kind of it. Let me just see if there's any more uh, other underpriced outfielders for us. Melky Cabrera, FanDuel, he and Derek Fisher, just too cheap um, over there, both under three K. So if you need to save, if you're spending elsewhere on that site tonight, uh, those are a couple of names to consider. Para's is pretty cheap as well under four K in Coors. Um, but, going to have some Harper, going to have some Trout. And when you get Harper and Trout lineups together, probably YOLO in your pitchers, but I think tonight's a night to YOLO some pitchers. So there you go. Uh, that's it. That's our outlook for us on this Wednesday. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. We'll be back again tomorrow, probably tomorrow. I don't know. We'll have to check the schedule on Thursdays, uh, see what the slate looks like. But uh, definitely back on Friday. If you got feedback, feel free to send it to me. Dan at Rotogrinders.com. Find me on Twitter at Dan Please, please, please. I know this kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Leave us a uh, review over there on iTunes. It helps us. Uh, it's silly how the podcast ratings work. You can have a ton of downloads, but if you don't have people leaving you reviews, you don't move up the list. So it's kind of like a phony baloney list, but it's still one that semi matters. So uh, please leave us a review if you can on iTunes. And lots of great stuff happening here at roto this football season. Can't wait to let you in on everything we've got going on, but exciting stuff, I promise. Uh, but that's it. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening, and uh, good luck in all your contests. As always, we will see you. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that will make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4 Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169, and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet, and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.